Extreme Horror Podcast. We cannot believe that you actually came back. You fucking weirdos. <laughs> classic. Classic. <laughs> With every episode, especially this one, you will find out why soon enough. Mm. You need to have all the warnings. We're talking trigger. We're talking content. We're talking spoilers. Um, there will be language used in this episode today that might offend Um as well as some topics that might make you uncomfortable. So just be prepared, be forewarned. And we will also be discussing books. So spoilers may be inevitable. Um, also, <laughs> I need to make a p- personal apology for a mistake for last episode. Oh my God, shame. Like, just like Cersei, baby. Just like Cersei. Shame! Um, <laughs> I <laughs> talked about how amazing and pissed off Eric Butler's book got me. I didn't tell you the book. Dum dum. The book is The Popelick Massacre. So I want to say I'm sorry, Eric. Um, I was a little too excited about your book and I forgot the name. I'm sure he has so, already forgiven you. He probably hasn't. He's probably gonna like write my death in his next book. And be that like, would be, bitch, you deserve this. I can't this think of anything better. You really know. Really, we just want to get in the book. I would be All like, right. I would consider that an act of forgiveness. Actually, <laughs> right? Like you are forgiven. Here is your grisly death. Right? Just end me. I get it. <laughs> All right. Now that we have all the fun stuff out of the way, Miss Marion, what do we have going on today? Oh my God! I have, you're making me actually work. Damn it. Sorry. I apologize. Damn it. I apologize for the inconvenience. Well, all right, fine. (laughs) We are going to have the absolute privilege of sharing our space and time with two of modern extreme horrors best. And I guess we could say brightest. (laughs) Yet to be determined. I'm sorry I laughed so hard. Author Extreme Horror's best and brightest authors. We got Sean Hawker and Matt mm. Clark, and we actually can like hardly contain ourselves <laughs> with the excitement of it. They were so impressed with our first episode that they like harassed us incessantly and desperately begged us to be on our show. And all of those words that I just said right there were absolutely true. And um, every one of them. Absolutely. And Sean and Matt were definitely not the only ones gracious enough to like be the first to subject themselves to this torture gauntlet that we call a podcast. (laughs) No, not at all. Ever, ever, ever. 
ever, ever. Ah, uh, these suckers. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, Mama C. Shall we tell the children a little bit about Sean and Matt? Ugh. I mean, we, we could always to. we could always leave them hanging. <laughs> we could. We could be like, there's some guys. They're gonna find out. <laughs> they really are. All right, let's start with Sean. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sean has written one book of short stories, which actually we will be speaking about today. Um, three novelettes and two co-written novellas with Simon McCarty. Um, oh, and they also write ultra smut under the pseudonym Filthy Swine on Smashwords. So look them up on Smashwords under Filthy Swine. You will not be disappointed. Uh, yeah, uh, Christina and I have had some sneak peeks and um... it's interesting. It's um, <gasps> it makes me want to go to church. It makes me want to go to church, guys. And I don't. <laughs> so it's they're they're interesting they're just the titles alone will make your day yeah (laughs) so sean lives in you know what i'm gonna butcher this i'm gonna butcher this can you do it i think it's gloucestershire close enough i think it's gloucestershire england that he's in he he lives in england yeah let's not get like england or something i don't know So he lives in England with his daughter and his girlfriends, and they oh, currently God bless just reside in a Austrian-inspired basement dungeon. So that's a win for Exciting. everyone involved. Absolutely. Um, he has two cats and a tortoise who is in hibernation. He makes Damn sure to it. tell everyone and their mother that this turtle is in hibernation. Um, he also likes to send us pictures of elderly men wearing lingerie. Um, we have the proof. And yeah. is described by most people who meet him as giving them a feeling of general unease. I would, so. I say that's um, true. In a nutshell, <laughs> Sean Hawker. Actually, you know what's really funny is this guy is one of the sweetest like people to interact with, which is absolutely he really hilarious. is. We 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 uh we just like to give him a hard time because uh he likes to give us a hard time. So you get what you give. Oh, okay. you guys have no idea. Where, <laughs> where, I even told Marin, I was like, they're gonna do everything in their power to fuck with us. I just feel <laughs> And you guys might recognize Sean's name because I did include one of his books in mm-hmm. my top 10 of 2021 from last episode. Um, one of my all-time favorite books is The Captive Dwarf, also known as Die You Effing See You Next Tuesdays. The, the C word. Um, oh, you're going to hear the C word a lot. They're from England. Yeah, so they're from England. So if the C word is a big trigger thing for you, um, just we'll see know you in episode three. Yeah, we'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in episode three, guys. We're good. What's your, We're cool. what's your favorite book from Sean? Actually, it's insane ideas decaying in a dispute. I just read that one. It was so freaking good. Um, the short story flags. Yes. So that is absolutely without a doubt. And the really great one about that is that the stories 
when we say short stories, we're talking mm. like what a maximum, like four to five pages yeah. per tale. Yeah. I think, I think the longest one is like eight pages, but it's like bigger print. So yeah. I even... And totally available, very affordably for download through godless.com. Yeah. So absolutely. And I think you can even get the paperback for like $5, maybe five, six bucks. Oh, I yeah. think that's what I paid. Yeah. Through the Azon. Probably. Or directly yeah, through Sean. Although if you're in the United States, you're going to have to pay that dreaded international shipping. So <laughs> gross. Well, hey, so gross. let me tell you a little bit about back. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Matthew A. Clark. <laughs> so Matt Clark, uh, he loves weird and um, he is weird. Uh, he's written two novels, three novellas, all of which are the best books I've ever read Mm. and likely ever will. If you ever meet him, you will understand why there has been a recent wave of men, uh, getting plastic surgery to look like him and a whole horde of women who have been repeatedly smashing their faces against the walls of his home to try to be close to him. If you guys um, aren't seeing this on CNN, or, or, what are you doing? It's yeah, then I don't know where you've been. Like, is your head under a rock? Because Matt Clark, Matt Clark is an icon and I want to tattoo his face over my own. Um, He also threatened to fly to the United States and murder my entire family if I didn't tell you these things. So someone call the police. Blink <laughs> twice, blink twice if you need help. Blink twice. She blinked way too many times. <laughs> my okay, so my personal favorite read from Matthew A. Clark is a book called <laughs> Mr. Tinkles. Great. Oh my God. So Mr. Tinkles is a short story about a murderous supernatural being who comes to punish little boys who don't aim properly when they're using the toilet. And as the mother of a tiny man child, uh, this was a very cathartic and enjoyable. (laughs) It really is. It's really. (laughs) Have you got a favorite one? Oh, from our sweet Matthew. And it's funny because I literally just finished it. Ah, uh, tell them about this. Things were easier before you became a giant fucking mantis. So this story, I don't know why I had put this off. I, but this book is so saturated in social commentary that I I'm going to go back, reread it and highlight and underline and do all of that because it is one of the books. It's, it's about, I mean, it's about a man who, who, who marries a mantis. So like, there's some mantis sex, mantis there human sex. Is, there is, but like, if you, I think Bizarro is one of our subgenres that, mm-hmm. uh, does it, it's kind of like on the outskirts. It doesn't get as much attention from people because you really have to be able to uh, engage in that suspension of disbelief, be okay with like an alternate universe in which like just absolutely surreal things are happening. But Bizarro is, I think, where you're going to get the 
best and greatest social commentary from some of these extreme horror novels. Also, if you love Carlton Mellick, Mm -hmm. uh, you will love mantis and also for any of you who are not so but so book annotators like christina just said you can you could probably write your high school thesis the english thesis on this one kid oh i'm going i'm gonna up that i'm gonna up that i'm saying that this book is a master's thesis level it absolutely could be because there are so many different social issues that he highlights in this all under the guise of this crazy story where some dude marries a girl who turns into a giant bug there's even guys if i can't get you to want to pick this up just based off of all this there is like oral sex with the mantis so i mean i'm just saying yeah, like, how, like you, how are you not picking this up already? I if if you are not intrigued at this point, then what are you doing here? I just we're going to need you to go and listen <laughs> to Nicholas Sparks, and you know this yeah. <laughs> this isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> go back to your rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the place for you. <laughs> this isn't for you, Karen. Get off. Yeah. No Karen's allowed. And that's when we got our first hate email. My name is Karen. I'm sorry, Karen. We weren't talking about you specifically. We we were. We were. We were. Secretly. If you really want to get back at us, you should send Christina dildos. Every (laughs) (laughs) DM me on the book of face and I'll make sure you get her mailing address. My husband is Uh, on that note we should probably let these weirdos in here and talk with them huh godspeed godspeed Uh, to all of us oh yeah okay oh christ almighty here we go kids (laughs) oh my god look at this who are these people christina who are these people these guys guys. i know Shock, shock and awe. It's like we just got George Bushed. Oh my God. <laughs> we've got Sean and we've got Matt with us. Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which one is which? The one that says Sean. At this point, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, for our people who are listening, instead of seeing, let them hear, identify thyself so that they know whose voice belongs to whom. Okay. Right. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. Uh, <laughs> so, as you could probably see from the the left hand lower corner of the screen, my, I'm Sean. Um, I don't know what you'll probably know me for. <laughs> They're going to know you good. for a lot soon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who are you? Who um, me? Yeah. Like, what are you oh, right, do you okay. know? Um, just someone who's who happened to write some quite horrible shit, and people seem to have uh, <laughs> liked it for some reason. It is really horrible, and you know what, Christina and I love it. Oh, good, and girls. Good. That's all we, that matters. We think it's fantastic. <laughs> and you know, after running some analytics, I think it, it's very important to note for both of you, gentlemen, that. 
even over on the, the ticky tackies on the clock app, almost 90% of the fan base is female. <laughs> so whatever you're doing, keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> Not very much. <laughs> Who, who's this other guy? Hi, um, I'm Matt, obviously. Uh, started off writing horror, but kind of just fell into Bizarro and find I kind of prefer it more. It's a bit more, you can have a bit more fun with it, really, and that suits my personality. We were just really talking up Bizarro and how mm-hmm. we feel like it's one of the more fringe subgenres within that extreme horror yeah. uh, umbrella and that people are really missing out because it, uh, you have, of course, a natural talent for writing Bizarro, but there's so much, uh, so much more room for like the social commentary and the really mm-hmm. important social commentary to happen. And I think hopefully by the end of this episode, people will go and they'll start seeking this stuff out because it's amazing yeah. and wild and it really gets you thinking. Well, but it's uh, not uh, seek out Matt. Yes, a, but you can just writer. ignore, you could just ignore Sean no, because um, yeah. it, his stuff's just going to make you throw up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you yeah. like that, <laughs> then by all. And what's wrong with you? Seek help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have numbers at the end of the program. DM me. I am a mental health professional. I can there try you to help you. There you go. I think at some point this call is going to descend into a sort of counseling session. <laughs> you know what? It's so much better than what we were expecting. Yeah. And maybe so... we can get to the root of why I write what I do. So. Uh, well, I think that's a part of what is about to happen. Christina, yeah. I have an idea of what, what is about to occur. So we skeletons are going to come out of the closet, I feel. Yep. No, don't worry. No, no skeletons. Yeah. No skeletons. But Sean, you're actually going to be our first question. Okay. Um, you've become pretty notorious for your over-the-top extreme collaborations <laughs> with Simon McCarty. Oh, Simon. Um, how did that unholy alliance, or as we like to say, bromance? Oh. Eiffel Towering Us, did that mm-hmm. become, how'd that come about? Well, it's kind of like my uh, sort of dirty, funny uncle, in a way. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uncle that has to register. He yeah, meets all yeah. of those qualifications, like 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, it was a pretty uh, innocuous start, really. He just got in touch with me one day out of the blue while um after he'd read The Captive Dwarf to say that he liked it. And would I be interested in collaborating on something at some point? Um, and that was really it. How uh, did you feel? How did you feel having him write, reach out to you that way? Yeah, quite surprised because up to that point, I hadn't read really anything that you could consider extreme horror or splatterpunk apart from Mother Maggot. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was probably the author that uh, I, I ideally wanted to have read The Captive Dwarf. Yeah. And, and when I found out that he did, it was almost like a pang of fear inside me, just in case he didn't like it. So it was, oh. a, it was a nice surprise that, uh, yeah, see, um, he enjoyed it as much as he did. Did 
that message box expecting to see, oi, you suck. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, but look at everything that's come from it since. Some of my some of my all-time favorite reads mm-hmm. from this past year were by you guys. Now I've read everything you, that you've written yep. in, by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I have read all of your McCarty collabs, except for the filthy swine stuff, because as Christina and I say, we are book stressed, yeah, <laughs> but I will yeah. get there <laughs> eventually. You know, Don't feel obligated neg- to read that stuff. Oh, no. Just the titles alone is obligation, friend. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think we can actually say them on the podcast. <laughs> I, oh, delightful. I don't know. Well, there'll I, be a I, link I that people to get, can go to, I'm sure. Oh, there will be. Check it out for themselves. Hell I'll, yeah. I'll put it on my Facebook. I'll put it on my Facebook and like everyone on my Facebook will be like, I can't be her friend anymore. Yeah, like, I expect done. that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> Just less people I have to deal with. All right. What's well, Mr. Matt's first? Matt. Like we mentioned before, at this point in your career, you're considered a pretty... I would say seasoned author of bizarro horror. What really drew you to focus on that particular subgenre? Um, well, I mean, I've only been writing it for like a year, really. So I'm not sure I'd call myself seasoned, but I kind of just, it flows out of me more than anything else does. Um, so I've obviously discovered Carlson Melick and a few of the other guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is this stuff? Like, this is my kind of work. I love horror and you get the horror with it. You get comedy, gross out and just obviously fucking weird. And it's just, (laughs) that's just me all over, really. I can just, there's no rules. You just write what you want as long as it's a good story. Plenty of weirdness, fucked up sex if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah. We did discuss um, the mantis. We did. I actually specifically talked about the <laughs> mantis human oral sex. <laughs> because well, I really feel like to me, about, so. <laughs> you know, to me, that was, you know, who needs Shakespeare when I could read about oral sex with the mantis? Yeah, so. well, I just thought if you were going to do something like that, how would that work? Exactly. And I thought that was kind of interesting. That I mean, it, it made sense. Yeah, and really yeah, I mean, a lot of bizarro <laughs> seems to just kind of get an idea and roll with it, and a lot of it doesn't make sense. But with my stuff, I try and I keep it weird, but I also make it try and make it plausible as well. So, like, if my girlfriend turned into a mantis and we still wanted to have a child, how could that right. possibly work? Like, you know, how does the anatomy work together? Um, still kinds of weird shit like that. Um, and obviously I tried to draw on racism a bit in that book as well mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't really planning on doing when I started out but it kind of fell into place quite easily um, and yeah I tried to get my own sort of opinions through without making it too obvious and shoving it in your face sort of thing right which is which is actually another question that we were we had was um I guess we'll just go into it because both this is actually for both of you. Um, is 
the common thread with both, especially when you work with McCarty, Sean, is um, the social commentary. Now, is that it always meant to be, or does it kind of evolve with the book? And this is for both of you guys. I mean, the world is horrible. So, like... (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I just hate everyone, so yeah. it's a good excuse to <laughs> pick a type of person I hate and fuck them up. And then yeah. they want to Lovely. But that, but that makes sense that, you know, it, you can't go out and, you know, beat up all these people, but you can kill them all off. I mean, yeah. we could if we mm-hmm. all four joined forces and met. Oh, I'm lazy. We I'm could. We could stomp some Nazis. Like, I feel really confident yeah. that the four of us is a team. Like, we would fuck shit up. <laughs> yes. You can be our eyes in the sky, Christina. <laughs> yes. You know. Yes. As long as I, as long as I can have like a soda and like a ho ho <laughs> at the same time. I'm your gal. I'm your gal. One hand now. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, half of um, our audience can't even see that <laughs> while my fingers are in a split. They're like, right. she, has, she has a what? <laughs> what the fuck is this podcast? <laughs> it devolved in the first one, you know. Mm-hmm. This is what it is now. So, what yes, about you, Sean? That question. That, that question. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I don't know I think probably be a bit of both I think uh, the social commentary aspect anyway it probably comes from the same subconscious place where a lot of the humour comes from as well um, it's probably just stuff that I just happen to be interested that somehow finds, it where, finds its way into the writing organically um, we really don't spend a lot of time sort of analyzing things like that but you just find on reading the stuff back that mm-hmm. it's it somehow managed to to worm its way in there so right. it's probably just the stuff that we happen to be interested in more more or less most of the time but I don't know if that's the same with Matt yeah well I mean my first book was um Coffin Dodgers and that was about superhuman elderly. Um, I deal with a lot of old people in my job. And, you know, I love old people, but it can be very frustrating. <laughs> so I, I kind of noticed there were certain types of people. And I thought, if this person has got superpowers, <laughs> they like what would their superpower be sort of thing so I tried to make a bit of fun out of it and, <clears> you know. <throat> and then obviously with the Mantis one I just thought fuck racism sort of thing just mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty much it well it really yeah. came out at a time too when um, yeah there's a lot of social and cultural turmoil around racism in both of our countries <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's things very... that have had happened within the past year mm-hmm. so it really it couldn't have you couldn't have written it at a better time quite honestly no, i mean well, yeah, i think, that's, I think that's what i mean in terms of how your writing it just happens to be informed organically yeah. by mm-hmm. the stuff that you're 
exposed to daily you know yeah it's yeah. all subconscious everything i've written has come from something i've seen or heard and i kind of put a weird twist on it sort of thing yeah do um, you find that and sorry this was not on our page but now i'm just generally interested in knowing um especially for you sean because you your books have a lot more overt violence gore than I would say Matt's books do. Do you find the writing of these things to personally be cathartic for you? Is it like a good way for you to be like, fuck the world and just like create havoc on the page? Um, well, there is a spirit of anarchy about writing, I think. Um, it doesn't come from a, a place where of anger. It's, it, it's more of a joke to me. You know, I try and construct these things like some sort of long form joke where the almost like the violence is, a, is the punchline. Um, That's it part really probably... of our theme song. <laughs> yeah, well, there you you go. could not have done that better. Life is the joke. Death is the punchline. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Amigo <laughs> the Devil. <laughs> right. And also because I find the violence or writing <clears throat> the violence funny anyway you know in the kind of sort of tom and jerry sort of way you know right yeah <laughs> but no, it doesn't come from a place of anger <laughs> now that is or my synthropy or anything like that yeah see i find that interesting too i do too I would think yeah. that it would be like a cathartic like you had a bad day at work no, and not at all. you know sally you know running her damn mouth all the time let's mm -hmm. kill her off you know no i have a, I have I a very sort of boring middle class life <laughs> right. so maybe that nice. in itself is why it's cathartic but no it's uh it's just something i find quite fun to write it's a twisted sense of humor yeah that's that's yeah. see that's so fascinating to me because you know when i'm in a bad mood or something i'm like if i could only run this bitch over like i have good car insurance for a reason like that's one of my big statements that i say all the time like mm -hmm. we have insurance for a reason but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Huh. My mind always We're learning to murder. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I think Why? a lot of people actually are going to be Why quite disappointed like when they find out I'm uh, not <laughs> that you're really happy. I'm like, yeah. life is great. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, my life could not be fucking better, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, I love babies and puppies and kittens. Old people, everything. I love it all. Oh, yeah, we love the old people. I like rain and you know, but I don't think you like cold. So I think we got you there. Come to Alaska for a little while. Let's see if you don't write about, you know, killing moose and have that come from mm -hmm. catharsis. <laughs> you guys keep going. I have to uh I have to deal with a small person. I'll be right back. Oh, so you need to oh, deal with this. Keep Sorry. it moving. <laughs> I'll keep it moving. I'll keep it moving. So going back to the social commentary, I really like that's my big thing. That's mm -hmm. what I look for. I don't read a book to enjoy a book. I just can't. I look for something that's that affects me. So like I had yeah. just read um things were easier, Matt. And I actually found um, an interesting commentary on university and healthcare system. And it was just really small, you know, just like shitty healthcare system. And it's funny because it happens here. We like our universities are a joke. 
it's more like, you know, you can wipe your ass with your degree and it's worth more than just the degree. And then everybody knows about the American healthcare system. I mean, I don't think we need to, you know, go into that. So I thought that was really interesting. Oh, you're muted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's trying to I never say anything of importance anyways, honestly, so. (laughs) I'm the one always quiet. Um, But no, and then with like Neil and, you know, the, the Gwyneth Paltrow kind of feel like the celebrity worship, so many people, mm-hmm. especially here, have like these weird boners for celebrities. And it yeah. just like, I never understood it. I'm like, who gives two shits what these people are doing? Like, let's focus. But, you know, well, I'm not. It's, it's satire more than anything, isn't it? I think. And I mm-hmm. think uh, a lot of the best sort of comedy writing, especially has that sort of satirical bent to mm-hmm. it. And that's what Simon and I tend to try and aspire to I think and I see that in in Matt's writing as well oh yeah and it definitely is satire and that's what makes it so fun but it also has such an underlying truth to everything too that I just Mm -hmm. I think that's my favorite so that's why I love reading you guys is because I get my little you know I get my hit of social commentary and still get you know Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people who are like you say social commentary and they're like I don't want to read that. Well, yeah. not, but why? So and I'm sure think, there are a lot of I authors think... as well that could go really into a lot of depth with regards to this. Whereas the way I approach writing anyway is it's about just entertaining people. You know, I don't, I'm not really aspiring to be some great arty farty fancy artist that people are going to revere. I just want people to, to, to buy the book and enjoy themselves for a couple of hours and that's the job done really yeah he's been doing it very well so far yeah. <laughs> he's been doing okay from what hey. i hear <laughs> well, we, i think both christina and i went through like a major reread of like all of you guys's books over the last week and it was wow. just I didn't I didn't reread any of your I didn't reread any of the McCarty collaborations because I was Mm -hmm. really just more hyper focused on what you yourself have. Ah, fuck that guy. Yeah, (laughs) screw him. Poor Simon. Um but it was like even though I had already read these things, like I had such a good time going through them again. And that's huge. Because I just read most of your books like within the three months, like the last three months. So the fact that I could go back and read them now in such a short period of time and have just as good a time as I did the first time around. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That speaks volumes, honestly. Like just oh so fucking good well, good, good. good. <laughs> mr matt clark i just read grin and mm. um sweet tooth last night and i have i have tiktok reviews waiting for them but holy shit <laughs> She's a little excited. Those are two I hadn't read yet. And oh my God. People, like these are, they're they're nice short reads, but there's Mm -hmm. so much in there and they're so different. Oh, I had such a good time. (laughs) Those finger guns are going to. No. (laughs) Starting to get worried for everyone in her house. 
Hey, both of those um, short stories, um, the ones that I've been sort of sitting on for a while from when I was writing horror and uh, Grin especially, I've probably edited about 10 times at least. And each time I've done it, it's got slightly weirder. I found as my writing's changed over time. And yeah, I, I did submit it for an anthology a while back and it didn't get accepted. So I just thought, well, I'm just going to publish it myself then. Mm-hmm. That's what I, did. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, I who do, who's, who's publishing? Do we need to burn down? Say that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, DM me later. Um, <laughs> I'm down for felony. Every day I wake up and choose violence. So you just let me know. I already have a record. So, you know. But I really, honestly, I mean, I don't know all the details. I don't know what the like theme of the anthology was or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But my own personal experience with that short story, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. And if you are going to edit it again and change anything else, please, can you just like send like make sure I know. <laughs> well, now same with you. Same with you, Hawker. If you ever like change something and like it's different now, like <laughs> the remix, the remaster. Get it? <laughs> right. Yeah, they're, they're published now, so I won't be doing any more editing. Mm-hmm. But the Mantis one, I was considering um, changing the title and the cover, just so I can actually advertise it. Because at the moment, it's yeah. in the dungeon. Uh and nobody sees it at all and the people that have read it have said how much they've enjoyed it and oh yeah maybe if i could change the title so it might attract a bigger audience or something all you really need to do is take that word out that's yeah that as well but amazon is so strict with their adverts um yeah obviously it has fucking on the cover yeah fucking bezos Next time he um, launches himself into it's, li- it's literally it's what they call the dungeon. It's just yeah. hidden in their listings and nobody can find it. Mm. Well, that's so. where my dildo is a serial killer is currently as well. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm You're honestly shocked that night that you both have not been banned for those titles. Considering <laughs> that other people in the community like Rain Havoc, like mm-hmm. Her title wasn't even like overtly vulgar or sexual in any way. It was just the content, just the content of the story. Yeah. They were like, you're out. Yeah, it's there's a high degree stuff. of arbitrariness to it, I think. But there is, and it's fucking, <clears throat> like the weird. I was talking to Sean the other day saying like the type of eroska you find in Amazon these days and the covers with all the boobs out and everything. And that's absolutely fine with them, but mm-hmm. stick a swear word on there in, in the dungeon. Mm. Right? Yeah. Which is so weird. No sense. Mm. Do you find you get much better sales through Godless? Um, yes and no. Some yeah, comics do better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, short, I don't think a lot stuff. of people know about yeah. it yet. That's that's one of the big things. Like I, yeah. a lot of people who are out here looking for your content mm-hmm. aren't finding it because they mm-hmm. automatically assume Amazon is their place to go. Yeah. And they don't yeah. know that there are other resources where they can affordably like get this stuff that they're after. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's very true. Now yeah. Matt already has a TikTok. Hawker, you have a TikTok. No. Oh, no. now see. 
I was very late to the Facebook party and it's the only form of social media that I do. Um, wow, we, we might have to chat later. <laughs> I, I only have a TikTok because of Marion and my daughter likes to watch the videos of them doing crystal packaging. There's a lot of weird stuff on that. Yeah. There is, but you know what? Your I stuff, I don't do your that. stuff is weird, and TikTok loves weird. So mm-hmm. tick and plus, it's a, a hub for a lot of the younger generations. But they are out here looking for your stuff. Yeah, they are searching for you guys. They just don't realize you're the ones that they're looking for. So the more engagement we get on platforms where those younger generations are actively mm. seeking out this content the more exposure you get. So I'm like yeah. a big, like you don't even have to make your own content. As long as you've got a profile with a link that you want them to follow to go buy your books, reviewers like myself and other people will link you in those videos and they go mm-hmm. to your profile and straight to buy your book. So. Well, when I made, I actually can't stand TikTok. I barely use it. But the reason I made it was to promote Bizarro as a genre mm-hmm. rather than my own stuff. Yes. I haven't really put any of mine on there. So my name is Read More Bizarro, in case yep. anyone wants to look it up. Um, I already added it. <laughs> my top Bizarro books, uh, mm-hmm. very short reviews of Bizarro <laughs> books I've read. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to get it to a bigger audience. And as you say, there's mainly a younger crowd there. Like, oh, yeah. Not young, young, but like teenage. Mm-hmm. and you know the crazy out. thing is that the people like we said before the you people who are really me. looking for this stuff are <laughs> i can just see you using it as a platform to groom people <laughs> <laughs> i knew what he was thinking that's I why think, i started giggling <laughs> well you could you can groom them to the ways of extreme horror i'm certainly doing I my best my <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize that this wasn't your real name <laughs> Now I feel like oh, I don't know you. Fancy. Well, it worked. Oh, oh, well, I think it's kind of the <laughs> idea of, I think it's the idea of like the professor and oh, sure. even, even RJ Benetti. That's not his real name. Yeah, no. Um, you know, you guys have jobs outside of what you do and, you know, someone looks you up and you're like, hey, this guy works here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't particularly care about that. Though. Oh, <laughs> I definitely understand. Sally and accounting fear. will leave you alone from now oh, on. Fuck them, yeah. I definitely <laughs> understand that. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I can see. I can definitely see it from both angles, though. Like, I can see it from both angles, where you know it doesn't. You're you're comfortable with where you're at, and, you know. And then, hey, I want a little bit of you know, I want a little bit of private life. So I, I see both. And now I just yeah, like I, I don't know Matt Clark anymore. I'm left alone quite a lot of the time. I'm certain that level of anonymity is rather mm-hmm. comforting too, though, because then you don't have to worry about people who start to get a little bit obsessive, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. uh, because some of those people are just a little bit more off kilter and they could really be up in your business all the time christina <laughs> rude rude <laughs> you right <laughs> my stocking is you know, my stocking is very 
it's very lazy. Like, you know, maybe if I was in my twenties, I would put forth more of an effort, but now I'm like, I'm going to bed at 8 p.m. I don't care. Like, exactly. You, you young whippersnappers. Our writers, the rock stars that they used to be. I mean, I don't think mm, they are. I wouldn't and I think that's, so, to be honest. No. Yeah, and that's really a very sad. small following and there's no crazies yeah. so far. The yeah. world, you know, the world is changing, but I think you guys have also focused in on a key factor in uh, being successful is that our current society and the people who are looking for reads are people who have grown up with social media, YouTube. We want fast, quick, easy gratification. And Mm -hmm. I know uh, you both had mentioned just recently that like a place like Godless for digital downloads, you're what you're selling most of all is your shorts. Short yeah, stories, absolutely. yeah, because people like the accessibility of a great story they can read while they're on the bus for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. still get everything that their brain wanted <laughs> right then and right there. Um, I'm hoping that that tide will start turning again, yeah, especially as more and more people start reviewing these books on social media platforms and saying, If you haven't read this longer title, you're really missing out. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen a few. Um, the Carlson Medics, The Haunted Vagina, seems to be doing the rounds again at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's Isn't quite that an old funny? book. The yeah. way that things yeah. come back yeah. around, I'm seeing it everywhere, and it's great. Yeah, the genre. All it takes is one one person with a, a very strong following to review that book, and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> boom! Yeah, it's just everybody's everywhere. talking about it again. But on the flip side of that is there's so much content now that it is very, very hard to uh, establish yourself as a a writer that gains, you know, more than a a minimal following. I mean, it's very rare, I think. Along those lines, do you, even if it's not like at the forefront of your consciousness, do you ever find yourself tempted to try and like push your boundaries even further with the next book? Like, okay, this last one was really fucked up. I've got to take it up a notch. I have to keep exceeding my own expectations of what my limits are. Do you feel that pressure or are you really just focused in on writing whatever you feel like writing and just enjoying the opportunity to do it? To a, cer- to a certain degree, yes. But like Matt pointed out, you have to deal with the censorship of Amazon, mm-hmm. which limits to an extent what you write or can write about. Yeah. Um, and also it kind of gets a bit boring as well, I find. It's, 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 almost, it's more fun to go in a completely different direction and yeah. try something that you haven't written before. That's, so, oh, keep going, keep going. Yeah, so I, I kind of feel that, yes, to a certain degree, it is good to try and push your boundaries just for the hell of it. Yeah. But you kind of have to like weigh up whether or not it's worth the effort because are you going to sell? you know, mm-hmm. books to a certain degree that you're going to sort of make a profit on it and it'd be worth sort of the effort of writing it in the first place? Maybe not. Um, so there are these sort of questions that do arise before you actually undertake any project, I feel. Um, 
And it really is just a matter of, I think, ultimately writing what you want to write and then just hoping that it finds an audience and uh, really going from there. That's why we don't really plan too far ahead in terms of what we want to write, you know, yeah. it's one project at a time. You know, that beautiful, that answer was actually a beautiful lead in to like the last question we have on our list. Right. This and is all it, very unintentional. I know, <laughs> I know, but it, it, it was perfect because we wanted to ask both of you, and we know we've that you've both kind of settled into a comfort zone within the different subgenres of extreme horror, but are there any others under that umbrella that you are interested in? in exploring more as an author? Um, yeah, I don't know if Matt, you want to answer first? Um, very short answer is no. <laughs> um, I main reason I started writing was just for my own pleasure, because I'd always wanted to write a book and it seemed like such a monumental task that I wasn't sure I'd ever be able to do it. Um, and after writing, well, there was the COVID lockdown. Yeah. So I was off work for several months. And I thought, if now is not the perfect time, this is never going to happen. So that's what I did. Um, I wrote Coffin Dodgers. And then it was hard. It was a drag. But when I had it finished and in my hands, it was such a good feeling that I started on my second book straight away. And like, for me, it's never been about the money or the audience or anything. It's just f for me, really, um, and for like-minded people, because I've got a few bizarro friends who love all this kind of stuff as well in the groups. And, you know, if it never gets any bigger than that, then I'm still happy, to be honest. Yeah, awesome. I mean, it's not it's not really the genre that one would probably write in if you wanted to make millions of no. pounds doing it, you know. No, um, I mean, realistically. You've got to find like, um, another reason to do it, I think. Yeah, and, like you um, said earlier. Sorry. Yeah, in, my, in my case, it's just to put a bit of entertainment out there. And uh, no, that's that's good enough for me. So it like you said earlier. Great. The market is so oh, it is. saturated. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You can't go in hoping to make a lot of money from it and have yeah. overnight success. It just doesn't happen anymore. Like there's and there's a lot of shit out there as well, which puts mm -hmm. a lot of readers off stuff that isn't published by like the top five publishers or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it is tough and it's not gonna be for everyone. But if you like what you're doing, I'd just say keep at it, really. As long as you're enjoying yourself, which is what I do. So, Yeah, exactly. It's a kind of cerebral exercise for me, you know, being able to, uh, to create what I think is a real sort of connection with someone else just through, through words, essentially. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> well, the other beautiful thing about this genre that I have found is just your accessibility as people mm, without a doubt yeah. right like when I first started my my thing that I do I would get so nervous <laughs> finding like seeking you guys out and just dropping a link I'm like oh my god they're gonna think I'm just some like crazy person 
but the well, I did it first. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> but the supportive nature of the community has mm-hmm. been to like, I'm going to celebrate you because you're celebrating me, mm-hmm. vice versa. Like, it's all just all. <laughs> for people who write and enjoy such completely bad shit fucked up shit it is one of the nicest peer groups i have ever yeah without a doubt (laughs) you are all absolute gems (laughs) for anyone what makes it and it makes it so much more enjoyable quite honestly i'd say for anyone watching that hasn't already discovered books of horror group on facebook oh yeah so i've met so many nice people through there and like you say you might not expect it but some of the nicest people ever i've never seen an argument made loads of friends there yeah Um, i think i met christina there actually yeah yeah because i actually um, do they meet you there matt i can't remember (laughs) um you probably did yeah Uh, that was the first place i landed that was how I yeah. started finding that I could actually get in contact with all of you and be like, hey, I made this thing for you, about you. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> and, then, and then I started on Books of Horror by doing um, written reviews. And I got, um, like, I started out um, writing love letters to Simon McCarty. Yeah, I about how that, yeah. about he how he cursed my family and yeah. you know <laughs> I love it. Sure Sean's like yeah I remember that back Sean's like I remember you, you fucking oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I got to I got to have fun and I, I I found this like tribe that I didn't even know I was missing because you know I just uh-huh. a lot of times I'll read you know I read everything but rom-coms I mean I'll mm-hmm. read literary fiction I read classics I read everything and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. And then I found this group and don't worry, she can't hear anything. Um, I found this group and they were just so accepting of me. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you guys have been amazing. We have just put you through the rung- ringer. So we're going to give you a little bit of a break. We're going to pop into the ad zone. So we will be back shortly. Okay, bye. Hey kids, looking for a way to affordably access the best and wildest independent extreme horror currently in existence? Godless Horrors is the place to be. Go to www.godless.com to gain access to thousands of extreme horror and splatterpunk books from the genre's best and brightest independent authors. Godless Horrors offers every title in their catalog in a variety of formats to ensure compatibility with your favorite digital reading device. Strapped for cash? No worries. Godless has a fantastic collection of free titles ready for instant download, with other titles in their collection rarely exceeding $3 to $4. Again, go to www.godless.com or download the app and tell them what the fuck you're looking for. Come join the Godless tribe today. Forever delightfully deviant. Forever Godless. Godless. 
Matthew A. Clark almost just got kicked off of this episode because he just terrorized us with a picture of Blippi. And you know what? The absolute audacity. (laughs) We have been been nothing but nice to you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, And it wasn't just a standard picture of Blippi either. It was quite a sordid picture. (laughs) I'm not quite sure where he sourced it from. Sean's face photoshopped into it. (laughs) (laughs) No, those are memes you can send me all day, every day, and I will never stop laughing. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey, Tyrion, why don't you draw this Blippi? My seven-year-old, he draws Blippi. Look at this Blippi. He's the handsomest Blippi. (laughs) No, we're not. We don't need to talk about Blippi. (laughs) Well, for that torment... Now you get to deal with the rapid fire four questions. The rapid four. Yep. So it's very simple. Four questions, four answers, zero time to think ahead. We need an answer very quickly or you will face certain death. Firing squad. Yes, basically. I'm sorry. Like every time I have an opportunity to throw in a reference from Jim Henson's Labyrinth, I can't stop myself. You have to. to. All right. Are you guys ready for your first question? Let's do it. Are we answering together or is it? No, we'll pick one of you to go first. And then whoever goes, you're both going to answer. Whoever goes first has to go second next time. So you're both going to get in the hot seat. At least okay. twice. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we'll start with Sean, just because I like going left, oh. left to right. Okay. All right. Which of your characters do you identify with the most and why? Oh, good question. I'd probably say Les. <laughs> now tell because... the people more about Les, just in case they haven't <laughs> read that book. And okay. also, I am horrified. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I said it just to shock more than anything else because of uh, the lack of time. But uh, I, I like his dry sense of humour. He is the uh, one of the main um, antagonists from the Captive Dwarf. Uh, what he actually does to that Captive Dwarf, I won't give away, but uh, he does it with a, a very peculiar sense of humour, I feel. Anyway. And that's probably why I identify with him. And also because I can't really remember any of the other characters that I've written. <laughs> that's the problem. I can never remember yeah. what I've actually written. <laughs> I don't actually read any of these books after they've been published. And yet like, these, characters, these characters are very real living beings to us who read them. Yeah. 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 But yeah. once they're right, out man. in the public domain, you know, they're everybody right. else's. It's on to my next book, yeah. Can you think of any character, Matt, that you would relate to most? Yeah, it would um, be Joker Bobby from the Mantis book. Because out of all of my characters, he's probably got closest to my sense of humour. And I put myself in his position a lot of the time when I was writing that book. um, And thought, what would I do in this situation? Whereas with Coffin Dodgers or the Second Coming, it's just, I don't know. I don't know where that stuff came from. 
<laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of sort of really good world building in those two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. especially uh, very es- impressive. Yeah, Coffin Dodgers was my first book that I read from you, and you guys have been aware of me long enough to know that the extreme horror stuff was really where I was focused, and mm-hmm. Coffin Dodgers was like way out of my usual comfort zone, but oh, I just niche. loved it so much. <laughs> because of the characters and the world building and the story that it just really pulled me in and I was like all right I'm in I'm I'm, I'm down this is this is great and I I think it was your first oh, dear, book that I actually gosh. reviewed that was my start with yeah. tomorrow and I haven't stopped since no it's great see that's one new person who may not have heard <laughs> of it before mm-hmm. that's now reading bizarro yep absolutely yep so you're going to go second. You're going to be first for this second question. So what book already published by someone else do you wish you had written? God. Um, <laughs> let me just look at my bookshelf. <laughs> That's all right. Cheating is love. Cheating is love. I think I'll probably have to say Mousetrap, though, by Carlson Mellick. That's a good book. Good book. Because although... Out of all of his books, it's one of the ones that isn't mentioned very often. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's one of my favourites. Um, I think if you haven't read it, you'll probably enjoy it as well because it's got a lot of extreme gore in it and deaths. But it's basically set in a theme park and the kids are trying to survive and everyone else is dead. But everything around them is booby traps. Yeah, a lot of people die in very gory ways. And like, I, I've thought several times, I wish I could have, well, I still could try and write something like that. But I yeah. have that in my, it's so good. My list of books to acquire, but now I'm going to have to bump it up the it's list because I didn't really well. know that. Um, my first Melek was Stacking Doll. And I actually read it after I read Mantis and I think I enjoyed it because I had already been introduced to a, that similar concept through your book. But one of the things that stands out about both of those stories is it, the underlying theme of learning to love someone for who they are at the mm-hmm. core, core of their being and what it means to do whatever you need to do to, to take care of that person that you yeah. love so deeply which is yeah. really, you know, these crazy surreal stories, but at the heart of it, it's just like, this is about love and being human <laughs> and learning to love other humans. <laughs> well, I probably took influence from him and uh, Jeff Strand wrote a book called Blister. I don't know if you've read that. No. That's also in that similar kind of vein, um, with like a very deformed woman. And the main character is going to start off as a dare, like knocking on her window and taking the mick out of her. But I won't spoil it in case no one's read it, but it's a really good Amazing. Sean, what about you? Are we talking specifically extreme horrors? No, 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 no. It can be anything. It can be any book. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, then it would probably be uh, Crime and Punishment. Really? I am very interested in hearing the rationale behind this well it is a a classic 
and it's a book that really taps into uh, the conflicts of the human psyche and it really is there's so much in that book that uh, it's almost hard to describe what it is about it which makes it so great but that everyone should just read it because there's a a sense of like the struggles of of what it is to be human that sort of runs throughout it um but if we're talking about splatter then i'll just have to say mother maggot because that book is is fearless oh my god (laughs) yeah I probably wouldn't have bothered uh, trying to publish the Captive Flop had I not read that book, because I, I just wouldn't assume that there would have been an audience for it. Um, but oh, when I did read Mother Maggot, and I saw that he had a very uh, similar sense of humour to myself, um, it was almost as if it was a kind of uh, relief to find it in a way. <laughs> and so because of Mother Maggot, I ended up actually just going ahead and, and publishing myself. So yeah, Crime and Punishment or Mother Maggot, either one. That's a, such a, yeah, such a so, spectrum. Two different ends on the continuum. <laughs> yeah. I do have a question real quick about Crime and Punishment. In the United States here, for a lot of our like high school grades, secondary school, um, it's required reading. Like your junior or senior year, you have to read Crime Mm -hmm. and Punishment and you do, well, at least in my school, we did a variety of projects based on the story. Is this required reading for your educational system in the UK? Not not for me, How interesting. That's fascinating to me. But it's interesting that you mention it as required reading, especially when earlier (laughs) you, you talked about how we're very much at a time when people who, who read essentially are more likely to read sort of short fiction where, where the, uh, um, the appeal is more immediate and almost doesn't take like the same amount of effort that a literary classic like Dostoevsky would take to read. Right. It's almost like the, uh, the antithesis yeah. of what one would actually want to read if you happen to be in high school now. Yes. Now, when I had to <laughs> yeah, read it, that was 1997. Mm-hmm. So I am I am 41 years old. So I'm a true like Gen Xer. But as far as I know, it is still required reading for- yeah, I think that's a testament that, to just how great it is. Actually. Yes, yes. But you know, you bring up a good point. I wonder- how these younger kids are actually responding Mm. to a book that takes so much time and really emotional investment Mm -hmm. to get through and to process. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's fascinating. All right, Christina, you can go ahead and hit them with the third. All right, Hawker. See you again. Okay. What is your favorite story that you've written? Oh, okay. Um, I'd probably have to say Fish Pie Facebook. Yes! <laughs> good times. That's a good one. Fucking love it's, that it's probably book. when I had the most fun writing, actually. I couldn't um, see why at all. <laughs> and there's, there's a character in there who becomes recurring. 
Yes, there is. Yeah. yeah. Which wasn't intentional when I started writing it. Again, it just happened to evolve in that direction. Um, a lot of the time, I don't really know what these stories are going to be about until I'm actually in the sort of flow state of writing. Um, but no, that one was probably, that was, that was a lot of fun to write. And it was one where I just thought, you know, to hell with, to hell with boundaries, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. There's not a boundary to be seen, in and that it was one. nice of making it in a kind of making it a kind of meta story as well, and incorporating actual people, such as uh, the Mantis Man in the costume, and, yeah. and people like Karina <laughs> and Simon, obviously that. as well. Yeah. I love being able to read these books and recognizing names of people mm-hmm. that I'm actually mm-hmm. friends with. It's like one yeah. of the greatest joys. <laughs> being part of this community and I think you know the fact that you guys do that is so validating for us Mm -hmm. as a fan base because it's a sign to us that we we truly are appreciated you know mainstream horror authors they've got their own thing going now honestly they don't give a fuck they don't give a shit whether I like their book or not but you guys are out here like thank you like Thanks. Thank it you. was here's, awesome. Here's I know it your, was. You know. Here, I'm gonna put you in my next book, and I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> and then we're out here going, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a very uh, strange relationship, isn't it? <laughs> I think I think both of us have actually killed Christina in our books. That's delightful, yeah. and I am jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it just, so just so happens in the next one, um, the swine. Um, Marianne, you're in it. Matt, you're in it. And um, quite a lot of other people that are... Uh, Excitement. I'm <gasps> so fucking stoked. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt, Clark, so Matt Clark, you have to answer the question. I don't Which remember. Favorite? I don't remember what it was, but you have what, to answer. Okay. <laughs> what is the, what is your favorite book that you have written? Uh, well, it's probably going to be Coffin Dodgers, to be honest, because it was my first book, and that's always going to be something special. To oldest me. baby, yeah. Um, well, the first book as well. I mean, you know, it's such a, you know, a really. Uh, Almost, a, you wouldn't think it was the first book. I don't feel. Had you not mentioned it, yeah. Absolutely, I yeah, agree one hundred percent. I'd been writing for a year or so prior to writing that book. I wrote Beyond the Human, um, which is like a novella, but that's horror, and yeah. I actually released after Coffin Dodgers. And if I would have released it well, written it after I'd written Coffin Dodgers, it probably would have come out a lot different than it did. Um, but I mean, the book that I had the most fun writing has to be The Second Coming, because that, is that I mean, a lot of my books, I try and have some kind of a message behind, but The Second Coming, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to write absolute ridiculous, you know, no real message or morals, just... Mm-hmm all-out stupidity and um, but it works yeah. which is really good yeah, um, yeah we're just gonna go it? for yeah. full-blown sack we, we suspend our disbelief <laughs> yeah to it's that just extent. it's full-on silliness over the top um it's 
it's just me trying something that I wouldn't normally write. Um, just experimenting a bit with it. Um, I'm working on a new book at the moment, which reels it back quite a lot. It's bizarro horror set in a single small town. Um, but yeah, I, I did have fun getting silly, but it's not the book that's one of my favorites that I've written, if that makes sense. Interesting. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very intrigued by whatever this new title is going to be. Is mm-hmm. this different from one that we already know is coming within like the next eight weeks? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've been working on it the last few months now. Um, probably about two thirds finished at the moment, but I don't really have a, a name for it yet. So excitement, excitement. <laughs> Yeah, I'm quite excited for this one. Now we're excited too. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> the second that he puts up, my book is available for free, or I'm like done. Like, I'm it's always like, appreciated. <laughs> I'm kind of glad this last question is going to Matt first because Sean has already had a collaborator. But Matt, if you could co-author with anyone, who would it be? Um, anyone. Hint, hint, y'all. <laughs> Matt Clark's, uh, Matt Clark's a collaborator. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm going to be at some point collaborating with Kevin J. Kennedy, who's quite a big <gasps> nice. English and British horror scene, publishes a lot yes. of anthologies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recently in his Best of Indie Horror Christmas edition, which mm-hmm. has been getting some pretty nutty reviews in so far. Awesome. But he wrote the foreword for my Mantis book. Um, yes. And after he read that, he reached out to me and said, would I be interested in co-authoring a Bizarro book with him some point in the future? That's we'll amazing. If... That's so cool. <laughs> That's a We've good got stuff we're working on at the moment, but... Yeah. I do recommend collaborating with another writer, even just to try it, because it is a very different experience than than writing alone. And I personally prefer it because um, you get to bounce ideas off each other, which always helps. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just a, a very, very different experience. And now that I have done it, I, I don't know if I'd actually be that interested going back to writing alone again. Um, there... And I don't know if that's just because it's, it's I'm writing with Simon. We're very, very much in tune with each other in terms of what and how we write. But yeah. um, no, I personally prefer it. And I would, again, you know, encourage anyone to try it. It might not be for everyone because they, they prefer sort of the solitary experience of writing but is, um, is there anyone other than McCarty that you would appreciate having an opportunity to test the vibe with um Matt oh <laughs> I'm not just saying I'm just that I think we would make quite a good team to be honest <laughs> I read Sean's um, 
Oh my God, we got an exclusive. A Mothers of Mayhem exclusive. Uh, Your uh, insane ideas in a decaying and distasteful pit. Uh, right, Some yeah. of the stories in there, like is yeah. it the flags, flags, uh, yes. and the fish one. I thought, okay. this, oh my god, yes, as bizarro on its own. Yeah, and some yeah. of them were obviously more horror, but mm-hmm. I think we've got quite a similar sense of humor. Yeah, and a lot of the jokes and shorts books would definitely yep. offend a lot of normal people. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I was wow. laughing. That's the goal. Off. Yeah. Oh, be yeah. so good. Oh my God, wait, are, are we matchmakers now? <laughs> but we do. Well, I mean, we already look alike, so. <laughs> Imagine You're what our kids would look person. like. Oh, beauties. <laughs> they just look like us. Oh, no, no, no. Um, no. The professor like, as well. He would be another oh one. Oh my God. Well, yeah, you are a pretty big professor fangirl, <laughs> huh? Sean. Oh, I am, yes. yes. With good reason. <laughs> Being With a fan of uh, literary classics, um, mm-hmm. yeah, his stuff does appeal to me uh, very much so. Plus, uh, you know, I just think his uh, his audio books are uh, astounding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, like, my God, shivers. yes. It's insane. I just listened to uh, In Blood, and I me had too. to like, immediately I am him and be like, what the fuck, man? This was amazing. <laughs> I went straight to his Facebook page and I was like, I'm going to let the whole world know. <laughs> he is a lovely chap as well. So mm-hmm. uh, we are trying to plan to meet up at some point because I don't think he lives that far from me. So That's amazing. Tell him <laughs> so, yeah, if Matt's you do get professor. that chance, tell him that Mary We should all just have a gangbang, shouldn't we? <laughs> A writing gangbang. A literary (laughs) gangbang. I was going to say, at least tell him that Marion and Christina said hello. (laughs) You're in the middle of the gangbang. Wish we could be there. Yeah. Bring us up. Tend to your postcard. King of you. (laughs) Make sure you send us the Zoom link. Uh, we will. Yeah. <laughs> and I will put children and we'll mute it. We'll even yes. mute it. We'll dark us out. You can't even see us. Yeah. Well, congratulations to both of you. You have successfully survived the test of the rapid fire four. Kudos. This and this time. <laughs> we'll have to see if you're ever willing to come back. <laughs> oh, no, no. Had a- well, would you be willing to have us? That's the other oh, thing. oh absolutely. Have- we'll just make them the extra co-hosts in like every week, every two weeks, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I gotta go. I have like all these like business trips and shit I have to do now. I'm like, all right, which one of you is available? Because Marion's gotta go to Florida for a week. Mm-hmm. and let me tell you i'm usually on like xanax or something so i am (laughs) all the time figure guns all in my life sissy you don't mean me well we are going to start wrapping this up but you fellows are more than welcome to chime in anytime thank you so much for coming and doing this with us we really appreciate it you were willing to to be part of our first real Mm -hmm. attempt at this and uh as things grow and evolve and change as all projects like this tend to do we will definitely need to have you come back so you can be like wow 
either you girls are way worse at this now or hey this is so much better than the first wow, guys. <laughs> really i think we've made history here today no i, I think, think so. yeah. i think when people when, see this they are oh they're not going to be able to get enough not no it's not necessarily i mean great or good history but it's history <laughs> <laughs> your part has- your part was great <laughs> Christina and I will forever be questionable. <laughs> yeah, I mean this, this this is as good as it gets, guys. This is this is it. It's been great. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank oh, you well, after all, trust me, as fa- parts, being fangirls. Hell yeah! Thank you for being a friend. I, I oh, will not say. <laughs> for your no. safety well that goes both ways we're both big fan <laughs> girls of you as well so. <laughs> sean just wants a christmas present i'm not stupid i'm on to you no inter- international shipping's a bitch sorry mm-hmm. we love you but no not that <laughs> hey you might find uh very soon that people are going to want to be reaching out to you or making contact with you after all this what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they have questions about where to buy books or if they just want to you know let you know they have enjoyed what they read after listening to your episode here Mm -hmm. well for me it's just uh facebook you can contact me there or they can buy my stuff at godless or amazon or if they're in the close proximity which is gloucestershire england they can uh, just roll up and buy books out of the boot of my car oh fantastic (laughs) i'm jealous talking particularly about the 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 smuts that i write (laughs) that isn't going to be sold in very many places Sean sells back alley smut. So if you are in the Gloucestershire really region of the UK, do not miss this opportunity. <laughs> oh, I can just like I don't know. I can see like fuckers. this. <laughs> the books are in the back of the car, and like, I don't think yeah, so. Get in. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Which is parked in the shed behind the house. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Matthew A. Clark? Where can people find you? Yeah, uh, same as Sean. Just look me up on Facebook. Same name as this, my real name. Um, yeah, I've got an author page on there as well. If you want to check out the other stuff I've written, it's all there. Shoot me a message. Fantastic. I'm say piss off or... <laughs> You're welcome. He, he told me to piss off, and I keep coming back with like, like herpes. So, <laughs> you know, and it, I'm not going away. For a full list of Sean and Matt's bibliographies, you can come join us on the Mothers of Mayhem official Facebook group. You are also now obligated to follow both Christina and myself on our various social media platforms. You can find the links to those in our show bio. Um, Also, if you are interested in seeing more reviews of specific titles from both of these authors, of course, you know, hit my TikTok, TF, did I just read with all the underscores in between it? I have reviewed so many of these fellas' books and they're all fucking brilliant. Um, And as always, you can send your questions, comments, or insults 
uh, of which I'm sure there will be many, to our email address, m.o.m.extremepodcast at gmail.com. Mama C. Yes, ma'am. Who do we have coming next time? Oh, we have the one and only Nick Robinson. Oh, tell them more about Nicholas Robinson. Nick will be here and we will be talking about, oh my goodness. Um, which one did I just read last night? Have you seen me? Um, of course, I'm drawing a blank right now. Horseplay. Oh my God, yes. horseplay, which is Thank also you. included in caution, make cause extreme ocular bleeding horseplay really horseplay. was oh like a, a defining title for this guy and it's mm. intense it's on this. that it's on that sean hawker level <laughs> <laughs> it is and what's so funny is i was reading that as i was driving from san antonio texas to seattle and i can remember i was in like the middle of colorado and i'm reading this book and i'm like Oh my heavens. This is this is new. This is interesting, hip and happening, you know? And that's how interesting I got with hip and happening are a very uh 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 um, fascinating word choices. For that story. <laughs> I always, I always have fascinating. My brain, word my brain was like, "How do I put this in a way?" <laughs> do you fellows have any final words to share with your listeners? Oh, your upcoming uh, anything? Oh upcoming? yeah, what do you have coming up? When? Um. Yeah. Okay. For me, we've got Simon and I have a, a short story that's going to be published in a, an anthology, which I can't say too much about, only that it's due December and it's very different to everything that we've done before, as Christina can attest to. I believe uh, you, you read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> too. Okay. No, oh, you know what I'm talking about then. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Very different. Yes. Um, oh, it's ever, amazing. So that's, so that's uh, yeah, this month. And uh, April will be uh, the swine. And then I think the latter part of 2022, there will be Gob and Nob part two. Oh. You shut the front door. <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> oh, my God. That was actually my first... Um, my first read by McCarty and absolutely loved it. I can't wait to see what else you guys can come up with. <laughs> and that was Up my that first McCarty Hawker collaboration too. And well, I'll be, I I'll was be there just stoking like... the fire of bad taste to make sure that it exceeds the first part in terms of just depravity. <laughs> <laughs> That's generally my know. job with regards to our collaboration. Uh... I'm there just prodding Simon along and saying, you know, you've got to make this even more gnarly <laughs> yes yes what about you matt um yeah so on the 18th of this month i have this book i pre-ordered i pre-ordered like I too. such a long time yes. ago i'm dying this is essentially the second coming but kind of edited into the book and you get special pictures with it wow excitement I'm looking uh, forward to reading that again from start to finish. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, all in one book. Um, yeah. Nice big and book. And what a book. Um, yeah. And 
And then on the 28th of this month, I have Those That Remain, which is a horror. Um, I guess you'd call it a novella. It's 40,000 words, whatever that is. Um, but that's like part two to Beyond Human that came out earlier this year. So um, now we have to put that so one back good. on our list again to reread. Yeah, that's just horror. <laughs> and then I also want to plug this, which has just come out. <gasps> <gasps> I pre-ordered that one too! I got oh. it too. <laughs> Zara Fiction Anthology. Yes! Super cheap. I think in the UK it's like £4. <laughs> and all proceeds goes to the World Reader Charity. That's so oh, cool. fantastic. It's really cool. That's so cool. Zara yes. Yeah. Christina and I have been super excited for that for a long time. Yeah, when I say I pre-order really everything, I, I don't think you understand. I pre-order mm. everything. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'll put that in mind. I'm going to make I, up those fake books and send you the links. I <laughs> be like a stupid bitch. <laughs> I don't pre-order everything. So if you know that if I'm like, oh, I pre-ordered that, mm-hmm. you know where my heart lies. <laughs> yeah. Her favorites are known. But like, <laughs> Hawker, I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen, ever seen pre-order posts from you. Do you no. usually, oh, well, you need to start doing that because you're definitely in my list of instant buys. And if I get mm-hmm. a chance to pre-order, we need I, to I don't know. even have an office page on Facebook. I really... I'm crap at that sort of thing. I just can't be fucked. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many things to do. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, it is a lot of work, you know, and I'm just far too lazy. That's why I like yeah. writing books. I mean, I could do that from the comfort of my own bed, you know. Don't even have to leave the house. Oh, and especially know? as we're all working full-time yeah. jobs as well. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trying to promote yeah. and finding time to read and yeah. write. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So unless I can okay. get some sort of slave to do it for me, and I'm looking well, at you, Christina. Well, <laughs> I, I was about to say, I don't know what this job is. This is a very odd <laughs> word for me, because I just stay at home and suck on the government tit, so. It's not a paying job, it's more a voluntary pace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're okay with like a Xanaxed up diet, Dr. Pepper drinking lady, you know, I'm your gal. Well, it's better what I got currently, which is nothing. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll you understand. That. I could honestly make it go negative. Like, wow. Well, that would be interesting. <laughs> you don't believe a word she says. This real, and this really takes us back to the conversation we had about this community. For you guys writing within this genre, you have become exceptionally good at creating friendly relationships with your reviewers Mm -hmm. and those of us who are considered social media influencers because we are more we are begging you to let us do that Mm -hmm. work for you so as long as you're remaining in communication with us and we're all maintaining these friendships these happy relationships with one another we will forever be like hey what do you have send it to me. My list is long, but I will get to it. I will make a TikTok about it. I will put this on Instagram. I will talk this up on Facebook and you can get, be guaranteed. We're going to do it. I, well, that's the great know, thing I've about this heard community. from other I mean, writers yeah. who were like, I'm you know, sending you everything I got because yeah. you reviewed my last book and my sales went up. And yeah. that it was enough for me. I was like, well, just everybody needs to let me know where I can get their stuff. 
Because <laughs> well, I can do this promotional marketing in indie horror. So it, you guys are really the the superstars. We just write this mm. shit, but then you know it goes out, and then it, everyone else they're the ones that promote it. And, mm-hmm. and it's a you know, grassroots tell people movement. to read it. Yeah, yeah. Especially like um, I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, Karina. Yeah. Karina's yes. like Donna Latham. Like they're they're like yeah. high up there. Even Nick Robinson, he does. Um, meltdown messiah yeah messiah meltdown yeah and he's really big about it too he's he's really big i mean i I just wouldn't have the uh the the inclination to push out my work you know with the same amount of passion and effort that everyone else seems to do you know Mm -hmm. um so i'm very grateful for that I hope I just that, do it so I can say Sean and Matt are friends. Like we're cool. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, and I hope it's very <laughs> validating to you all at how much we all love what you do and how much energy from our own lives we are willing to put into this yeah, to absolutely. share that with other people who may be wanting it but don't know that it exists. So I, you know, I can't think of many mainstream horror authors who would have fans quite as uh, rabid on the gr- <laughs> on the grassroots level. <laughs> it doesn't well, go they wouldn't to say that. Yeah. It's massively appreciated on <laughs> everything you guys do. For- <laughs> Thank you. We just love you all so much. Oh, and you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Again, we really, really appreciate it. Christina, we're going to let these guys go because it is really late where they are. <laughs> Allegedly, they need sleep because they I know, have jobs. Like, I don't know. Whatever. What I don't know what this is. I'm so, going to go read or something. Until next time. Go raise some hell, children. Make your weird book mommies proud. We love you, bye! Oh. Life is a joke. And death is the punchline. Oh, la 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 la